Hi, and welcome to episode 12 of the Five Point Move podcast. I'm Tim Hans, founder and senior editor of FivePointMove.com. With me is my co-host, 1995 world champion, 1996 Olympic silver medalist, Dennis Hall. What's going on? Not much, man. It's been a good day. Uh, weather's not too cold up here in Wisconsin, so I'm I'm pretty happy these days. How about you? Well, the weather hasn't been that cold, maybe, Reese, but uh, like two weeks ago it was horrid for you, wasn't it? Yeah, it sucked. I hated it. I wanted to kill someone. You know, I hate hate the cold weather up here in Wisconsin, but overall, uh, you know, it's warming up a little bit, and uh, you know, looking forward to spring in about forty five days. It's not even February. It's there's no way it's not starting to thaw off yet. No, not even close. It sucks. I hate this weather. Oh, I love it. I come alive in this weather. I totally do. It's twenty nah, four degrees I right now. I'm happy. Man. I want to hibernate during this weather. Yeah, I don't. I don't get that. You see, you wake up in cold weather. When you go outside. I've been of my whole life. Why would I like this stuff? I like being warm. Well, there's a fix to that. What's a fix? I don't know. Florida? Texas? I, I hear you. Somewhere warm, man. Eventually, I'll get there. But at this point in my life, I can't. Okay, I, I'm, one, not, one, I'm not going to give you a crutch. In future. I don't see you surviving long-term in some kind of tropical climate. I think you think oh, you would I, like it. I think oh, that after a while you'd get bored. Nah. I mean, when you ain't got a bundle up to go outside, it, it's a good thing. I I hate having to, you know, wear hats all the time and just – you know, jackets. It would be nice to go outside and, you know, in a light sweatshirt and, and be able to relax. You see, see, that's where you're wrong, though, in a way, because it's easier to dress for cold weather. And the reason why it's easier is because you can always subtract layers. OK, but meanwhile, when it's hot out, let's say 90 and above. You could be wearing like a nice light T-shirt, shorts. You're still gonna be hot. There's there's no yeah, way around it. Go inside and and cool off. Oh, but now you want Look the cold back. You go to a pool. Uh, but not now, cold. There's a difference when when it's cold like this. My body aches. My body says just lay down and go to sleep. It it doesn't want to work out when I when. When my body's at, you know, during the summer, it's like, okay, let's work out. You know, it, it's, you know, when you competed, as long as I, I've competed, the cold affects your bones and your joints. Oh, it's that simple. On. And I, I don't like that. What about that the part. guys in Siberia? They're okay. Yeah, they're nuts. Fuck that. I'd move. <laughs> well, you want to now, so. Exactly. <laughs> For sure. All right. Well, we might as well, before we involve our guests, we might as well touch on a couple topics. Uh, the first one is the most recent 
that is the news that John Anderson will be deploying to Afghanistan sometime in the next month, month and change, whatever that happens to be. Yeah. Um, you know, like, I, I, I mean, I know him well enough. I, I understand this is a big part of his life. I understand his core values. Um, I, when he, he alerted me to this, uh, via, via text. And, um, it, I mean, it's, it, it's in the piece too, but I, I, you know, and he's, he's all, you know, brimming with positivity because that's kind of how he is. And, you know, I was like, okay, you know, yeah, we'll talk on the record about this, uh, so on and so forth. And I said to him, you know, I, I kind of need you to remind me, you know, why I shouldn't be disappointed to hear this. Um, knowing that obviously he's going to be missing everything. We're going to be safer with him over there. That's all I can say. You know, I know John and, you know, I, I love him as a competitor. The first time I saw the guy compete at, uh, the U.S. Open, I'm like, this guy's going to be good. He's got the skills to, to win medals. I, I just wish I would have had more time on target with him, working with him. Uh, you know, I, I, I had a chance to go out to the army and work with the army program and, during the week I was out there, I worked a lot with John and, you know, John, uh, at the U S open that year, got beat by Jordan home right. pretty good. And, uh, you know, I went out and I worked with him and all the other guys. And, uh, after that, the world team trials were a couple weeks later and he ended up, uh, tying Jordan, but Jordan won on criteria, and that was the end of the two out of three because they counted nationals that year. But I, I love John. John's a great guy, great, uh, family man, and, uh, great soldier at the same time. And, you know, he takes that very serious, and, and I, I wish him nothing but the best, and I, I'll pray for him that he stays out of harm's way when he's over in Afghanistan, and, you know, I just, uh, I feel better knowing he's one of the guys over there. Yeah, you know, I, I, I mean, obviously I don't disagree. Um, I just, I feel for him in that, for one thing, he's not 22. Um, I don't know if that matters. I mean, he's in such incredible shape all the time. Um, but he's, he. I don't know. I look at it. I look at this obviously from, you know, a sporting context and yep. it's like he had good momentum. I mean, that world team trials, uh, pieces together his training. Now he didn't see it that way. He, he, I mean, he didn't see it that way. He thinks that when I talk about it like that, I'm making an excuse for him or something, but he went out and had, I, I mean, considering the circumstances and so maybe his most memorable performance, um, you know, and then he was all, you know, I talked to him in the fall before uh, Schultz, like a couple months before. And it was, uh, you know, he might be going uh, to, he was looking at, you know, there was a tournament in Kazakhstan. There was this, there was that. And then he goes to Schultz. He had a good Schultz, lost to the tough Georgian. And then he, uh, you know, completely creamed the dude from Korea for bronze. It's like, oh, and now he's got the, I think the, 
weight class is in his favor, the, the way in procedures in his favor, the rules, uh, which you and I will get to in a second. I just, I don't know. I felt for him to hear it because I thought, well, this, this, this could be a big year for him. Um, but, you know, uh, sometimes, sometimes time away from the sport will make you appreciate it more and work harder when you get back. And I know John, he's going to take his duty serious when he's over in Afghanistan. And when he comes back, you know, hopefully it gives his body time to heal a little bit if he's got any nagging injuries. And you know what? He'll, he'll come back just as strong. I'm, I'm sure of that. Yeah. Yes. Um, you know what? That's the, yeah. I mean, look, it, it's, I mean, we're, it's not a eulogy for his career for crying out loud. It's just, you know, the timing sucks. Yeah, it does. I mean, there's never a good time, but you know what? I'll sleep better at night knowing he's over there and doing what he what he wants to do. I'd like for you to go that over simple. there. That's simple. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I hear you. We we clean stuff up pretty quick. <laughs> Uh, so the one thing I wanted to ask you about, at least, uh, you know, publicly that, but you know what, we haven't broken this down too much privately anyway. I mean, not really, even considering the amount of time you and I spent talking, but, uh, the way force parterre looks, the way it looks, um, I got to see a good number of matches from, uh, you know, the two tournaments over in Scandinavia a couple of weeks ago, there was the Vatakupen in Sweden. There was the Herman Kerr in Finland. Um, that was my first time seeing it look like that. Uh, obviously, we know the mechanics involved here. It's the bottom guys, you know, virtually starting, you know, flat. You know, top guy, you know, assumes position on the side, hands on the back. Here we go. Um, I... I'm okay with it. I, I like it uh, myself. I mean, at least from what I saw so far. I mean, it wasn't there? They neither one of those were elite level events, so you're not necessarily seeing what it might look like come you know October in Budapest for sure. But uh, you, your take. I have a feeling it'll be salty, but uh, either way, I want to. Yeah, go. I mean, it, it just depends. You know, for, for me. You know, how strict are they going to be on hand fighting a lock? How strict are they going to be on on making a guy have his head up and not moving much on bottom? You know, you know what? I'm going to make, if I'm on defense in parterre, I'm going to force the referee to caution into me instead of giving the guy to lock like they want you to do. I mean, I'm just being honest. I, you know, you give a foreigner a lock and you give them substantial time to turn you, it's 50-50. You know what? The longer you can prevent the lock, the more chance you have of winning the match. So, you know, it, it it's all going to depend on, on the referees and how they call things. So, in other words, you're looking at it like, now correct me. You know, don't jump down my throat if I'm misinterpreting yeah. what you're saying. Yeah. You're willing to get first off, it's not a caution in two, it's caution in one. 
Uh, whatever. Um, yep. So you're you're willing to give up the one to avoid a two or four or, or I mean I doubt it, but potentially. Why the hell one I? Okay, uh, listen. I just want to get inside your head. That's all. <laughs> you know, I mean, you ever had? I've had foreigners on top of me. I've had a uh, Agassi Manukian on top of me at the Concord Cup, and the guy almost broke my ribs with a reverse lift. So yeah, I'll give up <laughs> caution and one, you know, because I can always come back from that. I can't come back from a four point lift or, uh, you know, it. I, you know, my whole philosophy was don't let the guy get a, into the position where they're strong. So I'm gonna I'm gonna play the game. I'm gonna make the ref call it. You know. Well, speaking of refs, I think it's gonna help um, some of the lesser experienced U.S. refs, uh, if only because this has got to got to got to cut down on the false starts. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I agree. hundred percent. I think it's a good thing. I, I, you know, it depends on how they make you present and, you know, I mean, everything changes when it gets to competition. You know, somebody's always trying to figure out an angle and if you ain't, you ain't trying to win. It's pretty simple. All right. I can't, I'm not going to argue with that. Uh, why don't we, Go ahead and bring in our first guest for yeah. episode 12. Sounds good. With us now is University World Champ, multiple-time national team member. Um, I, you know, I, I guess a, a lot of people like this kid. I know Hall likes him. Uh, of, course, <laughs> of course, I'm talking about Max Nowry. Max! How are you? Good. How are you guys doing? Pretty good. I'm doing good. Every time I hear you, Max, I, it puts a smile on my face. <laughs> I can say the same to you, Dennis. That's good. I remember the time we were in uh, Oklahoma City, I believe. Correct? You talking about was a fun picture? Yeah, that was fun. And the bowling alley and everything else that we've done together. Two little Oompa Loompas running around. <laughs> <home. laughs> yeah, exactly. That's accurate. Um, <laughs> hey, you know, Max, uh, Hall and I were talking, I think, either yesterday or the day before. Uh, I found this particularly uh, funny for some reason. But, you know, here it is. They, you know, I mean, we, we covered this to the hilt. Uh, they're... They bring back 55 kilograms. Everybody in the country points at you. Um, and now you're, I, I mean, correct me, but you're competing in the U.S.-Serbia duel at 60, which, if I'm not mistaken, might be the heaviest weight you've ever competed at. Uh, yeah, 60 kilos would be. Um, <laughs> and, yeah, I will, I will be wrestling in that, in that duel in February. I'm looking forward to it because now I'm starting to get a little more international competition. Um, but I wasn't sure about the 60 kilos because when I looked at the roster, the weights were a little bit different. There was a 60, and I believe Ildar is at 62 kilos against Friss. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. Um, it kind of just threw some, some weights in there. Yeah, it's it's almost like a summer tournament. Like, the way, <laughs> the way the weights read, they're not even real, some of them. 
it, it was confusing at first, but you know, anytime you know, um, I'm pretty sure Ivan was the one that set that up, right? Uh, uh he's the principal. Yeah. Yeah. So that, you know, that's pretty fortunate to get, be able to be part of that event, especially to start off the uh, 2018 year. Well, right, and that was uh, that's kind of where I want to go next is. After you, you, uh, you'll have the camp in Boise, you'll have the duel. Uh, you know, you're usually, I mean, every time I've talked to you, you're a little bit close to the vest when I ask you this, but is there going to be anything else between that and the open? Yeah, February is actually going to be, uh, pretty busy and hectic. We, uh, we take off February 4th to Boise, wrestle, uh, Serbia in the duel and train with them. Come back to Colorado Springs on the 13th of February. Then on the 15th of February, from the 15th to the 19th, go to uh, Cuba for the Grandma Cup. And then um, on the 20th, we fly back on the 19th and the 20th. We head to our horses. So we'll be bouncing around all month. Okay. Well, you know what? I should have known that you were going to Grandma Cup, uh, considering that I have the roster already. Um, but you're going to be competing at Armed Forces. That's, in, that's at Camp Lejeune, isn't it? Correct, yes. Oh, okay. I, I mean, I'm guessing there'll be 55s there. Hopefully. Um, you know, there wasn't too many people at Schultz, but hopefully as the season goes on, there'll be more, more guys at that weight. Well, that's what I was going to ask you about. Um, forget the, forget the, uh, uh, I mean, there's going to be guys. I mean, guys are going to show up. I, I think that that's going to pretty much take care of itself, I would imagine, at least somewhat. But, um, you know, you look around, I would say uh, your greatest challenger at this point would be Randon Miranda. Do you happen to agree with this? Yeah, definitely. Uh, you know, Randon's been uh, pretty accomplished, especially this past year, um, especially more so at the end of uh, 2017, um, him and Dalton over in Russia, and then I believe it was Finland and Sweden. Um, so then they were going at it at 59 kilos. So Rannon's been stepping up, and, and uh, um, I expect to, you know, be wrestling him. So I'm, I'm excited for it. You know, I got really excited for the weight class to be uh, brought back. That brought you know, a little bit of fire in me. And um, and he's an up-and-coming guy, and he's done great things at, the, at his um, the age group. And now he's coming up on the senior level. So um, that's good for me. You know, that that's I'm excited about that. Right, yeah. I mean, he cleaned up in Sweden for crying out loud, uh, and then uh, obviously December. His December was pretty big. I, I mean, he's. I, I don't know what his. I mean, he's not that. Sh you know, I, I don't know if he's long term fifty five or not. Uh, I don't think maybe past the quad. Who I mean, who knows? Um, but I mean, there's some similarities in a way between you and him. A, a few. I mean, he certainly has, he, he certainly has like a high degree of technical acuity. Um, he's not, he's not as much of a, like, you know, head up brawler as he is a guy who's, you know, uh, he's a little heavy on the counter wrestling uh, thus far, but he's starting to become more uh, aggressive and confident. So in a way there's, you know, I think he's a. I I don't know. I'm tantalized by that matchup. I think it's. I think it's a good. It's good for 55 to have 
not just Max. We need other guys um, for sure. I, I I don't know. You know, it's it's funny because even if this year isn't a crammed 55, next year has to be, just because of everybody else will be coming up. Yeah, and um, I think I think Brandon's got a different style than I do. I I got to uh, train with him when I drove up to Northern Michigan last year, and um, it was nice being able to train with uh, guys like him and Dalton uh, up in Northern Michigan, Sammy Jones. But you know, um, it. I know he's gonna be in that weight class, but I'm not looking at him right now. I'm looking at uh, taking that progressive step because. Um, whether people look at me at 55 or not, I, I haven't done anything yet. You know, I I didn't win Schultz. I, you know, I'm not in the finals at any tournament right now. So um, I'm not seeing placing myself in any position until I actually get there. Um, and that's something that kind of brought with me growing up. Well, you know what? that That's kind of something I wanted to ask you about, at least here and now, is that Okay, I mean, you say you haven't been in the finals of anything yet and you haven't done anything yet, but the fact remains the same, and that is, you know, everybody who follows this sport is looking at you as, you know, the favorite at 55. I mean, it would be ridiculous to say otherwise. You- I agree. If if you don't think you're a favorite, you're not. You know, I You've you've been in the sport long enough. If you don't go out there and compete for a medal this year, I I'll be pissed. Yeah, no, I definitely I put that I put a lot of I wouldn't say pressure. I put uh, that expectation on myself to be in that position to to be the representative at 55 kilos for the United States of the World Championships this year. Um, but I don't I don't like to look that far ahead. That's my expectation. You know what? That's you take what nationals, you go beat ass at nationals, and and you set yourself up for the trials. It's that simple. You know, I, Max, you've been around the sport long enough where you know where you where you want to be, and you know, I I think with where you're at, you're a medal contender at 55. And that's that's the, I take that mindset, and Coach Lewis. Um, He's actually been um, really getting that mindset driven into me lately. Um, just con- constantly, just staying on me during practice, and um, so yeah, like that—that's something that I expect out of myself. Um, but right now, I guess I just—I'm in the habit of focusing on what you know, what's next, and 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 trying to just look one step at a time. Yeah, I I agree. You got to look one step at a time, but you got to have that goal come world championships of winning the medal you know if if that ain't in the back of your mind you ain't training hard enough so i de- yeah i definitely agree i mean because it it hurt a lot in 2012 uh losing that trial um you know spencer's a really good friend of mine and, and now he's, he's my coach but um you know watching him over in london uh, kind of stung a little bit so you know that that's been that's probably that's been the biggest thought in my mind while I'm training is that, that pain, you know, I was so close to making a team, but I didn't. And that feeling of not making that team. And now that the weight class is brought back, um, I look, I look to be, be that guy. Yeah. 
And I agree. I, you know, I, I think you're going to be that guy. I, you know, I, I believe that you got the skill to go out there and, and win a medal this year. You know, at 55, it's a perfect weight class for you. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, and I wasn't sure how the double weigh-ins would be, but it's actually going pretty pretty well. Um, I mean, my weight my weight's usually between uh, 57 or 58 kilos walking around, so um, the weight's under control. Um, but the nice thing about the, the weight class change is, is the, the Army World Class Athlete Program. We had what five guys at the same weight class at 59 kilos. Yeah, and now spread we're them out. out. We, yep, spread them out. Yeah, we, now we're spread out and we're just going at it with each other. I come back home, I got my whole forehead inside of my face is scraped up because we're just banging with each other. That's great. That's that's what you guys need. That's that's what the sport needs. The sport needs what? What does the sport need? It needs more you know, guys coming home more, on attractive. More guys compete. No, more guys competing, and you know, I with, with the ten weight classes, that's huge. You know, it gives guys opportunities. You know, with with six weight classes that they have at the Olympics, there's just the weight classes are too spread out. You're losing great competitors that that deserve to be at the world level. You know, hopefully they they bring them all back and, and don't make any non Olympic. I mean, how many yeah. how many medals does swimming get? Yeah, yeah, like forty. It's crazy, it's outrageous. Well, you know what? I think, it, it hurts. It hurts the sport, though. It does. What hurt? What hurts isn't just. I mean, for crying out loud! I mean, I mean, go back to when Hall was competing. How low the weight classes went. As soon as they started raising them higher and higher, we started losing, the sport did, all of these awesome athletes from across the world, guys from Southeast Asia and everywhere else. We just lost so much talent. Forget forget everything else. It's just and, – and forget overall participation. Just people talk about, you know, making the sport more attractive, more exciting, and this and that. Well, those guys were exciting. The best athletes. Yes. Exactly. I agree. I mean, and wrestling is one of the sports where size doesn't matter. You know, so why why eliminate the small guy? That's the fun size to watch, too. Yeah. Yeah, those guys actually know how to wrestle. Exactly. Ninjas. It's the... <laughs> Well, it's the it's the opposite of like virtually every combat sport, also, in that in everything yeah. else, boxing, MMA, whatever, people like to see the heavyweights. And you yeah. know, no offense, but the f- truth is, is that in wrestling, it's the opposite. You know, people tend to f- yeah. hone in more on the lighter weights. I agree with that. Well, you'd have to. It's absolutely correct. <laughs> it's because of the, I mean, we're not punching each other, so it just takes away from, like, like in boxing where people do want to see heavyweights. But we're, we're a little more agile and throwing each other around all over the place. Yeah, yeah, a bunch of ninjas. Congratulations. Hey, 
Hey, stakers. <laughs> hey, Max, um, if you and Dennis Hall were to be roommates, okay, whether that's sharing a house, sharing an apartment, what would be one of the main benefits aside from being able to share each other's clothes? Probably just conversations. I, Dennis is the only person I've ever met in this entire world that can um, say a complete sentence that makes sense using just swear words. He's very, <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's very crafty in that that department. But no, yeah, especially when he was a coach at Northern Michigan, um, just hanging hanging out with him and, and kind of picking his brain and just. Um, You'd hang out with the athletes, kind of, you know, get that bond. And that was something I, I liked having them up there, you know, is, is building that relationship and bond with your coach. So that'd probably be, besides clothes, the conversations. The conversations. So, so he looks at you as like a skilled conversationalist, someone that stimulates his intellect. Yeah, but that's not, a good thing. But then on top of that, it's very easy to get him going. So within a, within, you know, a couple of words, I can get him going on a one hour ramp. So that, that adds on to it too. Good, Max. I know that. <laughs> yeah, he's easy. Just easy. You gotta say a few magic words and he'll be going singing all night. <laughs> For sure. All right. Well, Paul, do you have anything else for our boy here? No, I just, uh, I think, Max, you just got to go out there and, and show the world what you can do this uh, this year. You know, I take charge of weight class, I, you know, and I'm not dissing anybody else in the United States, but you know what? You're, you're at this stage in your career where, you got to go out there and show the world what you can do. You know, I, I've always loved watching you compete. You know, you've been undersized for how many years now and, and you still compete, you know, at a high, high level. And, you know, I'm just looking forward to being able to see you compete. Appreciate that. Yeah. I, um, like, like when I talked to, talked to you earlier, Timmy, before, um, uh, Schultz, Having that chip on my shoulder, that's uh, I think that's been the biggest thing is being underweight, and then um, kind of now I feel like it's 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 my time, and I've waited around too long for it. So I'm taking that into this, and you know, I haven't had a month like February since I was back in Northern Michigan. Um, I haven't competed more than once, or the, the last couple of years I competed two or three times maybe, and now I'm competing three times in one month. So that's that's been you know getting me really amped up and, and I'm looking forward to it. And I'm loving it. I'm, I feel like I'm back to my old self, you know, with all, um, traveling and training and wrestling more than twice a year. Well, I tell you, I think, uh, I think I speak for everybody that, uh, you know, there's a, there's a, a lot of people rooting for you. Um, you know, you've, you're, I mean, aside from being an awesome athlete, you're a terrific guy. Uh, we definitely, definitely wish you all the best, and uh, I don't know. We'll talk soon, Max. Thanks for coming on. Thanks, Appreciate Max. It. Take care, guys. Take, Take care, care, guys. See ya.
And we're going back to back. Our next guest is a very popular Minnesotan uh, Prince fan. <laughs> uh, Comes with the territory. He's a good-looking young guy. Of course, I'm talking about reigning world team member Pat Smith. Pat, thanks for coming on. Yeah, thanks for having me. Hey, Pat, the one thing I, I've been wanting to ask you, and I, I suppose uh, I could have asked you this through the platform itself, but uh, since we have you here now, is um, you're getting out there for the the duel with Serbia. You have, an, you know, obviously a marquee opponent. But aside from that, you've had, you know, a little bit of a break now since, uh, the you know, since Paris and everything. Uh, there was supposed to be the Clubs Cup. That didn't happen. Um, mm-hmm. Has this been a positive, having like a little extra time in between? Yeah, I think uh, it worked out well. I mean, after World Championships, I sat down again with, all of our coaches and kind of mapped out a model out a plan for 2018. Um, and, um, you know, we've just been really focusing on trying to develop some, some new skills and, and, uh, trying to get better. Cause, uh, once you start rolling into the competition season, it's really hard to, to try to get, uh, all that in cause you kind of have a different focus. So, um, it's been good. Uh, I was excited for the Iran trip, obviously, like everybody else was. But, uh, you know, I'm an athlete, not a politician or anything like that. So my job was to be ready to go. And uh, I did that. Um, so that was disappointing that we weren't, weren't able to go. But uh definitely understand when we have to make tough decisions like that. So Yeah, I, I get it. I remember when all that stuff was going down a couple months ago, a month ago, whatever it was. I... I, I don't know. I, 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 I yeah, obviously, error, error on the side of caution. Uh, the visas were also a mess. But uh, the one thing I come back to is like, you know, the Iranian people love wrestling and they love the Americans. If anything, I think you guys would have been, you know, well embraced. I think you'd, if, you know, I think it would have been probably safe, safe and sound. I, I don't. It's not like I think there would have been a hostage situation like 1980 or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I was, I was ready to go. Um, and personally I was kind of excited for the story. Um, <laughs> might be a little, have a screw loose or something for that, but, uh, um, I definitely understand, uh, the other, the other side of the coin too. And I think my mom was kind of worried about it, but, uh, um, no, when I was over there in 2014, um, man, they, they really embraced us and it was a pretty awesome experience. So, um, Got to be hats off to the wrestling fans over there. They get it. They love it. Um, they appreciate people going out and battling, and and uh, it's exciting. I wish, uh, you know, that uh, politics didn't have to play a role in sport because I think it's a, it's a pretty uni- unifying factor uh, for the whole world. And, man, if there's any place for a market for, for a pro wrestling league, I would think that it would be Iran, you know, for how much they get into it. So, um, hopefully maybe that could happen in the future, but. Well, I think there'll probably be opportunities. Um, of course, uh, get, getting back to, you know, what's ahead. Um, uh, you know, we, we talked to Nauri, Nauri, uh, you know, we're talking about how 
you know, he <laughs> how they bought back his weight class, and now he's going into the Serbian yeah. duel wrestling at a heavier weight than he ever has before. Um, but <laughs> uh, but you obviously, at least, you know, uh, I, I'm I'm. You know, I'm absolutely assuming this is holding up, but you have the Olympic champ Stefanik, uh, which is something I really, really look forward to getting a chance to see. Um, you know what? I I, I want to put you on the spot real quick. Um, what do you think of uh, Stefanik's Olympic final versus uh, Arunianian? Um, Are you going to be diplomatic? Yeah. It was probably, you know, you know me. I guess I, you know, I'm not. Yes, you know, like let's be real. Like that whole Olympics, there was a lot of uh, sketchy stuff going on. Um, it'd be nice if some of that was called out, but you know, sure, um, man. Those, those things are. I mean, yeah, I I kind of try to stay away from those because I know that those <laughs> things look like. Uh, I just, it's just, you know, it's so far out of my control, you know, and I only got so much energy to spend, right? And it's going to be spent on things that I can control, you know, and it's like I could get myself bent out of shape thinking about that, but in the end, it's like, what can I do about it, you know? So I oh. hope that there's other people in other places that are they're going to step up and make it happen. So I don't know, maybe other people that have opinions on it and, and want to, say stuff and i think that's good too so but yeah it's it's <laughs> tough and since the state wrestling's in i don't know like we could go off on a tangent about that hands you're time. talking about you're talking about the match with the armenian correct indeed i am yeah. of course yes yeah it was a <laughs> it was bullshit you know, the guy didn't score one offensive point against Armenian. Armenian scored the only offensive points, and he loses. You know, come on. Not that he's yeah. not a tough dude. He He's tough. You know, he's a battler. But, yeah, I'm going to call it the way I see it. I'm not going to sugarcoat it. You know that. That's you true. know, go out there, That's beat the piss out of him when you wrestle him, and have fun. It's that simple. Yep. Right. You know, it's going to be good, good experience for you because you're wrestling a top-notch wrestler. You know, go out there and, and, you know, wrestle the way you do. Pushing, pulling, and snapping and beating the hell out of the guy and getting them tired. Exactly. That's the fun part. Yeah, for sure. The competition is the fun part. The training is what sucks. <laughs> yeah, but learning to love that is fun too. I think exactly it is. You know, I I agree with you. You know, and, and it's a skill set. It's it's being able to put yourself in a situation where you're uncomfortable all the time, so it becomes comfortable. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it definitely takes a, a special breed to be a to be a wrestler because that's like kind of a like one of the main main facets of wrestling is is learning to be or i guess embrace being uncomfortable you know yep i like agree with you yeah yeah like other sports like, like they're fun like in a lot of ways because you can exactly. uh, you're not getting beat on all the time you know 
And you uh, don't have somebody trying to hurt you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's a game. Wrestling is uh when you, you gotta carry somebody else's weight. It's it, you gotta you gotta make it a different kind of fun, you know. Yeah, for sure. I agree with you. So how how do you do that on a daily basis? Do what? As far as like going into workouts and break you know, guys. Yeah. And, no, how how do you keep it fun? You know, I know how I did it, but I, I just want to know your take on, you know, in enjoying the grind and, and the, the the battles that it takes to win a medal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, um, I, I think, you know, early on with, like, the way I was brought up and, and, uh, and wrestling is, you know, like, like all Americans, like we kind of were raised on that Dan Gable style where like you went in and you grinded and, and that hard work, you learn, you learn how to like, you get better and then you get kind of addicted to the results. Right. Um, and then the more you do it, the more you embrace it. And, and there's something like really addicting about like, um, like breaking other people, I guess it's, it's fun. Right. Like, you feel that and it, 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 there's something there's something fun about it um but uh you know the day in the day out um it's a lot of it's like it's really trying to be be purposeful about it you know i'm like i'm trying to be in the moment i'm trying to like i'm not thinking about the next workout or i'm not thinking about the, the end of practice i'm thinking about i'm going to do everything i can in this one little bit and see how tired I can get myself in this one little bit. And then we'll see what happens after that, because all I can do is what I can do right in now in this moment. You know what I mean? I'm not going to try to like play out practice or, you know, play out my lift or play out some workout. It's like, how much can I get out of myself right now? And then the workout starts after that, because, you know, that's when the, that's when the decision happens. Anybody can get themselves tired. It's like what you, what you can get out of yourself after you get to that point where it's kind of scary, right? The scary place. Yeah, um, sure. That's always been the kind of fun thing. That's kind of like, that's been Mike Houck's like motto or MO ever since he started coaching me in like high school too. He's like, the workout doesn't start till you get to the scary place. What you do after you get there. So I, I, I think that that's fun embracing it. You know, other stuff too. I mean, we play soccer every day. Not gonna lie about yeah. that. Brandon Paulson is all about soccer. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, like, and like trying to learn new skills, trying to get better. I mean, I think last couple of years of Greco have, have been like really enjoying for me. And I, I love training, honestly. Like, training is maybe, you know, it's right up there with competition for me. I just, I love the process of training. I love like going in and putting a little bit in every day. I, I just, I I feel like um like I got something done, you know what I mean? When I go to yeah. bed and I'm exhausted and I'm ready to go and get up the next day. I love having a plan. I love following through with that plan and setting goals and and analyzing those goals and make sure I come through with them and and um um I just I I guess I get a lot of fulfillment out of that. Um so but like as far as like Greco, you know, spending my whole life wrestling freestyle and folk style and, and a little bit of Greco, you know, we got the basics and obviously Minnesota's got a great um, hotbed program for it. Um, but, uh, you know, to really dive into the sport like I have the last few years being full time, 
I mean, it's just opened up a lot of like avenues that I, you know, wasn't exposed to before, you know, like we didn't have time to develop these skills. And, and it's like every day you can, you learn something completely different and you're like, holy crap. Like just the, the opportunity for growth is so, so much higher. I feel like, because, um, it is kind of like a, a there is a lot of differences and a lot of, um, avenues and different ways that guys are that that guys have been successful with and and learned how to score in the past and um so many little intricacies that have that make things work that you know like maybe a week or two ago it seemed like impossible for me to do this certain movement or do this kind of lift and then all of a sudden two weeks later i learned this little trick and then it's like it's easy and i can bust out like 50 of them in a row i'm like oh well that's how they're doing it, you know? So, like, that opportunity yep. for growth a lot higher. Like, you think about when you play, like, started wrestling when you were a little kid and every little move was like, holy crap, that's the coolest thing I've ever seen, you know? It's kind of like yeah. that in, in some ways because you're learning so many new skills and you're you're just, I mean, I've been trying to, like, dive myself and immerse myself in it and, um, and uh, try to, I mean, uh, close that gap a little bit for some of these guys that have been doing it since they were six years old, so. I, I, that, that part's been really fun for me too, you know, on top of the, the pushing myself thing. I mean, that's always been great. And I, I, I love that. Even like, man, when I was hurt, this kind of weird, but I didn't know, realize how much like that was a part of me when I couldn't work out and, and beat the crap out of myself twice a day, you know, and just sit and yeah. rehab, you know, it's like, you kind of get a little bit depressed. I'm like, man, I didn't realize I, I put so much into that, like every day. And that she enjoyed it. Yeah, 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 right. So, yeah. Um, yeah. So, I, yeah. I mean, all those kind of factors. I, I think I kind of went on a rabbit trail right there. Uh, but um, yeah, they really help. I, I think you know, just um, breaking it down and and being purposeful and staying in the moment and just enjoying the process. And I think too, something I remind myself a lot too is like, man, I got a small window to do this. You know, I mean. Yep we're two and a half years away from the Olympics already, you know, and it just seems like yesterday it was Olympic trials again. And I mean, I, I just have like an incredible sense of urgency. I feel like, like all the time. Cause it's like, you know, someday I'm going to wake up and this, this part of my life, it, you know, I'm not going to be able to wrestle forever. So uh, yeah. I, just, I really want to maximize it. And I want to walk away and know that, you know, I did everything I could with the body I had and, uh, the gifts, you know, that that God gave me, and um, and uh, you know, I think that's the biggest thing, and I'm, I think I can walk away feeling feeling uh, at least content with uh, the process, then you know. But yeah, um, but that comes with me waking up every day and holding myself accountable and being honest with myself, and and making sure that I I do do those things, you know. So I can't look back, you know what however many years down the road and be like, yeah, I could have done that. I don't want to do that. That's the last thing I want to do. So, yeah. So do you, uh, does, do you work with, uh, Mike Elk much these days or, you know, yeah, do, so you, he, do you get time with them? Yeah. Um, man, I, I, I probably am definitely on the phone with him at least once a week. I mean, he's, he's been such a big mentor in my life and, uh, and anytime I really have a question about a lot of different things is I call him and, and pick his brain and, 
and just been an incredible resource. But we've actually been able to get him in the room a lot more the last couple of years. He comes in about once a week, and and uh, that's awesome. Yeah, so that's been really good. Um, and you know his his positivity and his outlook and and everything it's contagious. Um, and yeah, he just kind of sure. uh, he's magnetic for everybody that's around him. You know, and I feel like everybody walks out of the room when he's in the room, and uh, feels like one like they definitely got better and and two they feel better about themselves in a, in a in a cool way so um yeah no so it's just been awesome seeing him get more more involved and and i think it's almost hard for him just doing the once a week thing he's a really busy guy and he's got yeah all sorts of different stuff going on um so we're lucky to have him for that little bit of time but i think he gets he he just loves being in the process too so much. And like, you know, I think we're kind of cut from the same thread probably because I've listened to his stories a million times and it's been like ingrained to me too about how I think, but uh, um, he's so ingrained in the process. I think he's frustrated with just the one day a week thing. He just wants to be there every step of the way. So like he, he's working that out, but it's really great having him around and, and everything too. And um, I work with him a lot too on like periodization stuff with his experience with like, being national team coach and everything like yeah. that so um we talk a lot about the cycle for the year and try to make sure that we're staying on on track with that you know the biggest thing i think you can get from him is his uh his stance that he was always yeah. walking around the wrestling room man and and feeling <laughs> off balances from him uh you know he he was the guy he doesn't know it and it's first time on record saying it, probably. Um, he had a huge influence on me. You know, I I saw him. He was my national team coach in the 90s. And I remember watching him walk around the restroom. And I'm thinking to myself, okay, you know the stance that he always does. It looks oh, yeah. weird. Yeah. looks stupid. looks crazy. <laughs> but I'm like, okay, this guy's a world champ. The son of a gun knows something. So I started <laughs> emulating him, and, and you know, it, it gave me the feel that I needed to win my medals that I won. And I owe him a ton of credit. The, guy's, the guy knew what the hell he was doing. And, you know, I, I think, uh, you know, if you get one thing from him, get that stance because it, it's the most important part of Greco-Roman wrestling. And, uh, you know, I, you know, I just don't, I owe him a lot in my career because without him and, and seeing him walk around the wrestling room in that crazy stance, that looks so goofy. You know, I, I wouldn't have my three medals that I have. Oh, trust me. You know, he's been, He's been harping on me about that for the last three years. So I've been doing a lot of that goofy stance around the room. I remember, like, you guys started doing it well, a couple of years ago, and so maybe Jared Lawrence and, and all the freestyle guys were laughing at me. You know, like, Greco stance, what is that? And I'm like, oh, you it's try a it. thing Sorry. that works. Exactly. Yeah. They couldn't control their center. Guaranteed. Yeah. It was, it was, uh, it's good, but now, uh, now it's a thing. They're on board, you know. Pinnacle kids, they're doing yep. the Greco stance, and, and yep. uh, we're doing a lot of we're doing a lot of that stuff in the room. It's foundational, you know, and, yep. and uh, stuff you don't realize. I mean, 
it, it's big. It's it's so big. So it's yeah, huge. that's that's one of the it's biggest focus points, and he, he harps on it hard. He's all about that's it. Awesome. So, well, uh, tell him I said hi next time you see him. Tell him thanks we'll for do, everything. We'll tell him I yeah, he was part of my three medals. That's awesome. He'll be uh, so he'll be happy to hear that. Uh. Pat, earlier tonight, would you mind, uh, you participated in an, um, an activity. Uh, would, would you mind sharing with the, uh, with the audience and my esteemed co-host what that was? So we had to, we had to cancel the pond hockey game tonight, which was a bummer because we couldn't find skates that fit for Justin Laval, who I think most people probably know. Yes, of course. Former- 59 kilo and and now he's uh now he's moved over in the coaching realm but uh as an assistant coach at pinnacle uh wrestling school but yeah he came over but i thought we were gonna be able to find him some skates to fit and we couldn't so now he's got to go buy skates so we uh we put like a, a rain check on the game but we've been playing we've been picking it up so donnie long and dyke picked up some skates and a stick and he's pretty good that big guy moves well i think he Glad we got him in wrestling because he might have missed a calling being a bruiser or something in the NHL. That guy's, that guy can move. And then, uh, um, Zach Sanders got some skates. So we've been going over to the, the, the park over by our house and, and, uh, trying not to look stupid at, again, uh, hanging out next to all the, the guys that have played hockey their whole lives playing pickup games out there. So we're working our way up, getting ready to go. We're okay. going to start a league. All right, Paul, right off the bat, there's two takeaways, okay? The first one is obviously, you know, that's Minnesota people and, you know, whatever they have to do to get by. I'm fine with that. Hockey. Yeah, okay. The the other is, is that, see, like that is something productive and enjoyable to do during cold weather, okay? Like there's stuff for you to do so you can learn to appreciate. I, I ain't going to like the get out of the house. You got to do it. Uh, Coach Chandler took us cross country skiing last week. He there said you those go. guys back in the seventies and eighties said they cross country skied like at least once a week. They'd go out and, and bust it. Yeah. So it was pretty funny watching Alec Ortiz try to cross country ski. That was good. <laughs> he got a good workout in though. He was working hard. <laughs> with, For with sure. The, the least amount of distance, but probably the hardest. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, you're laughing. I think it's a problem solver for you. <laughs> yeah, maybe. I don't know. Just do something outside, hey, like that. You like th- that, that I, you forget that it's I, cold I, out. You forget when you're enjoying yourself outside. You forget that it's cold. I built snowmen with my daughter. I don't recognize that it's ten degrees out. You know, I'm having a good time. That's what you need to do. You need to immerse yourself, like you know, like Pat said before, immerse yourself in the moment. You know, know where you are. Have fun with the weather. That's see, you, you, it's the whole. You know, don't <laughs> don't be don't be upset that the storm is there. Learn to dance in the rain. That that sort of thing. Yeah, but when I when my bones ache the next morning because of the cold, I I just can't enjoy that. Oh come on, man! You get on me for being this and that for being weak for whatever for you know as if I'm some kind of beta male. You're complaining about that? <laughs> you got uh, yeah. you got one of those remote starts? 
No, hell no. <laughs> See, me neither. I'm poor. People really like those. Like, I hear that that's just a game changer up here, but I don't have one. I, I barely even have heat in my car, so. Exactly. I hear you. I barely got gas in my car. What the hell are you talking about a remote start for? <laughs> yeah, you're right. I remember. We're wrestlers. <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. Yeah. All right. Well, hey, Pat, listen, absolutely. Best of luck in Serbia. Also, you're going back to Thor Masters. Is that not correct? Yep. Yep. We're going over there, and um, Alec Ortiz will be coming with me, and so it should be a good trip. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that tournament big time. Uh, I, I love the U.S. participation last year. Um, it was awesome. It was fun because everybody pretty much got in a bunch of matches. Even if they didn't medal, they got mm-hmm. four. Uh so it was a it was a lot of competition, um, you know, from my vantage point, you know, given my lot in life, it was super. Uh, I mean, I, I, I don't I mean, not that this is about me in any way, but I don't mind waking up, you know, at two, three in the morning for stuff like that. It's just too good. Like, it's just it's 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 an enjoyable event. I mean, uh, I don't know. I, maybe it's the layout, the way the gym is all bright and stuff like a high school gym or something. I, I don't know what it is. Yeah, I don't know. I thought I enjoyed it. It was a good tournament, and yeah, like you said, I think the the best part about it is is they do that pool formatting, um, just like at Fargo or you know when you're a little kid's tournament. So um, there's just so much more opportunity to get those matches, and it's it's tough at those international tournaments where you, you know one bad thing happens and you went all the way out there for one and done. So. Um, yeah, yeah, for it's sure. It's a cool, unique experience in all those Nordic countries. I mean, they're stacked with tough guys, and I'm pretty sure Germany's coming back out there, so that's that's great. They've got a really strong team right now. and So, no, I'm excited to go out there for that and get some good training in over there and mix it up a little bit. And um, I'm actually going to try to stay out maybe for another week or so um, and go back to that club in Stockholm. Oh, I was going to ask you about that. Yeah, there. yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm, like, working on getting my flight um, all taken care of to make sure it all work out, but maybe stay out there for another week and train with those guys in Stockholm and then come back and um, be ready for the NYC, so. Ah, super, super. Oh, so you'll be you'll be out on the East Coast, too, so I might get to see you multiple times this year. Isn't that fantastic? Hey, that's right. <laughs> All right, well, Pat, listen, thanks for hopping hey. on. We really appreciate it. Yeah, Pat, uh, you know, I always enjoy watching you compete because I know you're going as hard as you can. And I, I love I think the everybody way, uh, knows he's going he as hard as he can. Yeah, but <laughs> what, what I love is I love how he really uh, gets a pummeling going and, and gets guys off balance and gets them excited exhausted you know that's you know keep doing what you're doing you're you're on the right track uh you know get as much time as you can with uh coach mike Houck. um you know he knows what he's telling people to do you know he's 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 one of the guys that helped me out a ton you know take advantage of everything you can when you work with him oh well i appreciate it i uh you know, your your generation sets the tone, and um, myself, and I know a lot of other guys 
a storm guys. We, we all look up to your guys style wrestling and it produced results and I believe it can produce results again. So, um, yep. you know, that's, that's what we're trying to emulate. And, um, I think it fits well with us. So, Hey, uh, uh keep trying to make it happen. You know, I got uh, Michael Hooker right now. He's down in Colorado Springs. But if you ever want to come down to Stevens Point, you're more than welcome. I got a facility. We'll get you a place to stay. And, you know, I'd love to work with you. Yeah, that'd be cool. We can make it work out in the schedule and stuff. And yeah. A couple guys. And if you guys ever want to that'd come be awesome. here, you know, we can, we can make it happen. So Sounds good. Yeah. That'd be perfect. Cool. Well, well, good luck. Again, guys. I gotta oh. go pick up Joe Rowe at the airport. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Of course. Uh, I said hi. You should leave uh, him there. Just leave him there. Yeah, probably getting on a flight again, like tomorrow, anyways. So whatever. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thanks a lot, Pat. Right. Yeah. We'll catch you later. Bye. Bye. Okay. Reactions. Uh, Max came up first. He says that uh, he had that chip on his shoulder, and now the feeling is different considering the weight class change and everything else. What did you think about what Max had to say? You know, I I think he is a little hesitant on saying he's going to be the man, but, you know, I think in his heart he believes he is the man at that weight class, and you know, I think he's got to get a little more confident and 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 be bold and and say, you know what, I am the man. You know, I I think he's got to he's got to go out there and he's got to get the job done this year. And I know it's hard sometimes, you know, believing it. Not that he doesn't believe in himself, but I I think putting yourself out there to be vulnerable is tough sometimes. But I, I think overall, I, I think he's ready to take on a challenge of the new weight class. And and I I believe he's capable of winning a medal this year. He's just got to go out there and get the job done. Well, you know, as of now, his principal opponent, like, we, like I mentioned, would be Randon Miranda, who is absolutely one of my favorite guys to watch in the country. Um, one of my favorite young guys, he is... He brings a lot to like, and he's also taken steps up over the last couple of years, and he had a very, you know, I mean, a very impressive uh, year this year, uh, specifically overseas. Um, but, I mean, the, the, the point still remains. Uh, with that, uh, everybody's pointing at Max. And I thought it was important to just see, see, you know what? His perspective is important because a lot of the spotlight is on him, and it's been a while since that's been the case. But reality is he, he's he been small his whole career, you know. With, with the one weigh-in, he, he was small at 55 kilos, you know. But with two weigh-ins, it, it, he's going to be a good size 55 kilo. Yeah, he he looked the part at Schultz. He, I mean, yeah, that I can say. Uh, okay, well, let's move on to guest number two, and obviously that was Pat Smith. We just got off with, you know, Pat's another one. Um, Pat's coming off his, you know, his watershed year. Um, made his first team, won his first senior open, uh, 
won a match at the Worlds. Everything's trending up. I don't know. Uh, Pat seems like he's he's just starting. He doesn't. This doesn't seem like he's. You know, I mean, what is he? Twenty five, twenty six. So he's really just entering that prime. I think. Yeah. No. He's he's got the skill set. He's got the fight within his, his body. You know, he, he's he's doing the right thing. He's training the right way. I love the way he pummels and 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 wears guys out. You know, now just got to put the little things together, find the way to get the takedown. And, and, you know, when you got a guy off balance, don't give him a second to breathe. Stay on him. Keep him till he breaks and gives you the takedown. You know, he's. He's always been a, a guy that I like to watch compete because he's always going to be on you and he ain't going to quit until the match is over. No, he's, uh, I mean, gosh, there's, uh, I'm a huge Pat Smith fan. Uh, Same here. I, I just, if, if you love this sport, you have to love the way he wrestles. I mean, he must be the scariest. He's a brawler. Oh, he must be the scariest guy to get in a fight with, you know? Like he he would just keep coming even if you, you kept exactly. jab, jabbing him in the face, beat him over the head. Exactly. Yeah, just I don't know. That makes me nervous. But uh, he's a, he's an awesome awesome competitor. He's a bit of a throwback, and that's what I kind of wanted to ask you about. And I didn't want to interrupt his rhythm, but yeah, you mentioned Hauk's influence on you. Now look at all I've seen of Hauk was his eighty five world title win, and uh, I think some instructional videos and stuff. Uh, yeah. You know, that's real. I mean, I'm, I wasn't around for his career and, you know, to be honest with you, when I think of that generation, Frazier comes first and I know that in my mind automatically because of the LA gold, but um, yeah, that, that notwithstanding, uh, you know, you know, having worked with, with Mike, um, you know, in, in the nineties, uh, he, he was my first, you know, when I made my first national team in 1990, you know, he, he was a big influence on me because I, I knew him as our first world champion, right. you know, in, in a non boycott, boycott year, you know, and, and I saw him walking around the restroom and I'm like, this guy, know something so i just started doing what he did and and lo and behold you know it helped me win my medals i i can tell you if i hadn't figured out that he was on to something there's no way i would have won my medals can you describe that's what i was trying to get to can you describe first off what it is you saw and what what it is you think he was on to you know, what I saw is how fluent he was, how how well he had control of his body, and how he never was off balance. You know, and and that's something that I picked up upon um, by watching him. You know, working out with guys, his chest was always upright. He was always able to move in a three hundred sixty degree manner, and uh, you know, I I knew there was something special about him, and 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 it comes down to he won doing it that way. So I, I was going to emulate anything, um, you know, that that I believe would help me. And luckily, he knew what he was doing. 
you know, and, and it made a huge difference because I actually learned how to control my own center of gravity. And, you know, it, it goes to our core training program that, uh, Joe Barron's and I developed it, it with, with Spike FST, uh, you know, um, a lot of that is based upon what what uh, Mike Mike did in in his core stance. I you know if if you understand your center of gravity, um, you're able to control your body in ways that a lot of athletes don't truly understand these days. Especially guys who I'm assuming come from a style of wrestling that is bent over at the waist. For sure, 100%. You know, even those guys, you know, if you understand that that your chest has to be behind your knees and your knees have to be behind your toes, you're always in position. If your knees come over your toes, you're front-loaded and, and you're out of position and you can be snapped and manipulated. You watch all the good wrestlers, their knee are behind their toes and their chest is behind their knees. They're always in position. Take your word for it. It's, uh, it's just interesting for you to point that out. It, it really was. Um, especially breaking it down a little bit more technically. I think that's important because there's, uh, I'm assuming a decent percentage of the audience is in, while you're talking is trying to imagine, you know, how exactly that looks. Yeah. I mean, the other thing is when, when you, you follow those concepts and, and that thought process, your butt is always low, which keeps you in your stance. You know, as soon as you come up and your butt comes up a little bit higher, you're out of position, you're vulnerable, you're able to be moved a lot easier and, you know, it, it changes everything. And, and what, what Mike Hout taught me is how to maintain position at all times during a Greco Roman wrestling match or during even a collegiate match. Folk style. A lot of Hout love in episode yeah, five. Yeah, for sure. All right. Well, you know what? We ought to do this more often. I agree. Let's let's do one again soon. <laughs> and you can follow Dennis Hall on Twitter. Of course you can. It doesn't mean he will participate, <laughs> but you can follow him. I think if enough of the audience starts following you and sending you stuff, you'd have no choice but to be inclined to look at it. I would think. Yeah, I agree. Okay. I agree. All right. And, of course, please follow 5PointMove on Twitter. That's 5PTMove and 5PointMove.com. Thanks for listening to Episode 12. Take care. is part of the Matt Talk Podcast Network. For more wrestling podcasts, head over to matttalkonline.com.